Greetings of the season to you, listeners. This is KG, and it's time again for another podcast, just KG Podcast. That intro was by Gary Clark Jr., Bright Lights. Check him out, Google him, do whatever y'all do to get your information in this high-tech era in which we live. But let's get right back into talking some hoops. A few things going to talk about in this quick podcast session. Shout out. Kudos to the Baylor Lady Bears for going 40-0, winning the uh, Women's NCAA Championship. They defeated Notre Dame Fighting Irish on Tuesday, 80-61 in Denver, Colorado, in the Texas Center. I was there. Pictures, videos on the Houston Round Ball Review website at HoustonRoundBallReview.com. Also on the Round Ball YouTube channel, Houston Round Ball. Interviewed assistant coach Damian McKinney. That's on the YouTube channel. Brittany Reiner videos, videos from ESPN press press conferences featuring Rebecca Lobo, Carol Lawson, Doris Burke, and Carolyn Peck. That's on the YouTube channel. Pictures from Denver on the Facebook fan page, Houston Round Barbie Facebook fan page. Pictures are also on the Houston Round Barbie women's blog. So, uh, got a new camera. Uh, learn how to use it on the fly while in Denver on those 80 degree days and then walked in the snow on Tuesday at the U.S. Basketball Writers Award breakfast. So I had a good time. It wasn't perfect, but things went well. Check out everything on those websites and links and fan page and YouTube and the blog. But congratulations to all four teams that participated in the Final Four. Connecticut, Notre Dame played an exciting semifinal game on Sunday, went in overtime. The Irish won 83-75. Thanks to Skylar Diggins, heroics, and Brittany Mallory knocking down two threes in overtime. Natty Nova still tied the game in the final seconds to force overtime. Stanford lost to Baylor, ending the uh, spectacular four-year career of Houston's own NECA Ogumake. She basically was a, a half her team's points for the Cardinal. Baylor won 59-47. In the championship game on Tuesday, Brittany Griner proved, Brittany Griner and Odyssey Sims proved to me that uh, two All-Americans are better than one All-American. Griner, Odyssey Sims did a bit of everything. Griner scored inside. Odyssey Sims scored outside. Scotter Diggins didn't have enough help for the Irish. She scored 20 points. Griner and Sims combined for like 43 points. They got enough help from their teammates. Diggins did not get enough help from her teammates. And that's how it goes. Lady Bears finished 40-0. Nearly everybody is coming back for next year's team. Some Lady Bears fans were already talking about 80-0 discussion going undefeated next year. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but they will be the favorite as Griner and crew return and try to create some new unfinished business. The model this season was unfinished business. They finished business with the championship. Now they're going to have to find another motivating slogan for the 2012-2013 season, which will end in New Orleans, Louisiana, in the New Orleans Arena in uh, April of 2013. Houston Rockets. Rockets playing very well. Give them uh, props. They had a tough loss on Sunday at home to the Pacers, 104-102. But the very next night, they bounced back with a solid, solid come from behind road win in Chicago to beat the Bulls 99-93. 
And then Friday night, thanks to Andrew Bynum's getting himself ejected for the second time against the Rockets for immaturity, they outscored the Lakers 112-107 to improve to 30-25 and on the season. And that record is not good enough to be in sixth place in the Western Conference standings. So, Goran Dragic is playing well. He's playing tough. He's making key baskets down the stretch. Key three, Santa Parsons is playing well. Who's called to play well against the Lakers that's destroyed them in the post. Dominated whoever you want to do in the post in the fourth quarter. Kyle Lowry may be coming back from his bacterial infection tonight versus the Kings. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. So, things are looking up for the Rockets. Marcus Camby's fighting through his, his uh, left wrist injury. The Camby D'Alembert old man combination at center spot is giving the Rockets great production on defense and just enough on offense. Rockets really haven't missed Kevin Martin. You know, colleague, oh, no, he's not a colleague. He's more in the political arena. Roland Martin and I had a little very, very brief Twitter skirmish on Friday. Roland claims that the Kevin Martin is a Rockets, uh, one of the Rockets' two Best players, I disagreed. He called me nuts for it. That's fine. He thinks Lowry and Martin are the two best players. I think it's Lowry and Scola or Lowry and anybody else, but it ain't Kevin Martin. That's my opinion. But the Rockets are 30 and 25, 55 games, got 11 games left in this shortened regular season. They seem to be in solid enough position to uh, talk playoffs. Phoenix and Utah are 29 and 27, tied for ninth. So the Rockets are one and a half games ahead of both teams, so they can't afford to stub their toes. On the previous podcast, I said 36 to 38 wins would probably be good enough to uh, earn a playoff spot. So they still have to win at least six of their final 11. I think they can do that. we got games coming up. Tonight's game against the Kings is definitely a must-win. The Kings are a bad team. I know it's a road game, but it's a game the Rockets should win. They're at Portland on Monday. The Blazers are slightly better, but they're starting over. That's the game Rockets need to win. Home Wednesday versus Utah, and then Friday versus Phoenix. Those two games are massively important to, to all the squads. It's important to the Rockets, important to the Jazz, important to the Suns. Denver Nuggets on the road in Denver on the 15th. So Rockets have back-to-back home and home with Nuggets on the 15th and 16th. So that's going to be very interesting. The remaining schedule for the Rockets involves a lot of teams fighting for the playoffs. But other than Kings and Blazers, they got the Woeful Hornets at toward the end of the uh, month of April. So all pretty much playoff opponents, or playoff teams, teams fighting for a playoff position. So it's not going to be gimme games here. So we'll see how it all plays out. But the Rockets making a push for the playoffs makes things fun for the media. It's more interest for the fans. Fans' interest is, is boosted. There's more discussion on Twitter, more discussion on their sports talk radio, more discussion on the Internet and message boards and all those great things. So I'm looking forward to it, and I hope the Rockets make the playoffs because it makes the summer shorter for college basketball season to start up in the fall. So that's how I roll. Once again, this is KG, another Just KG podcast. I'm going to shift gears and talk to some college hoops local front. About uh, first things first, I was in Denver at the Women's Final Four. My first day there, I ran into uh, Yolanda Wells Barton, Texas Southern coach. Now, she's a former Texas Southern coach. While I was up there, I heard rumblings that uh, she had she had resigned. The I uh, need to be dotted, these need to be crossed. But it was a fish, it was a done deal. She was going to resign. Friday afternoon, April sixth, it became official. 
Tech Southern announced that Coach Wells Broughton had resigned. I discussed it on previous podcasts that she was going to be gone uh, after this season. She was 33 and 88 in her tenure there at Texas Southern. If GSU wanted to get into the basketball business, they needed to go in another direction. I'm not exactly sure if she was urged slash forced to resign, but Chronicle colleague Ronnie Turner said she cited personal reasons for her resignation. End result is the Lady Tigers are looking for a new head coach. Athletic Director Charles McClellan says they'll begin a national search for it to find a replacement for Coach Wells Broaden. Rumors I heard. We'll see if the rumors are true. If they get the person that they're hoping to get, eyes will be opened. Believe me when I say that. Eyes will open in the Houston area. Trust me. On the men's side, the Rice Owls had three transfers now. Freshmen, two freshmen are now still going to leave by, oh, let's see, end of March in Dylan Ennis and Darrell Bushell. They both decided they wanted to go get closer to home. And then on April 6th, Friday, another big day, sophomore David Chadwick announced he wanted to transfer. He wasn't happy with the minutes he was getting. That's three transfers in Coach Ben Brown's program in a matter of two weeks. Not to be outdone, on Saturday, the Houston Cougars announced they were having a two young men transfer from their program. So, I guess the Cougars are just trying to catch up with the Owls. Imagine that. The Cougars trying to keep up with the Owls. I'm joking and being sarcastic, but forwards, Alandis Harris, sophomore forward, and junior forward, Kirk Van Slyke, have decided to leave the program for personal reasons, and they won't return for the 2012-2013 season. As long as both of them go to D1 programs and graduate, it should not be a major impact on the Cougars' APR, similar to the Owls losing their that they transfer. As long as those young men go to D1 programs and get scholarships, and graduate, excuse me, and graduate, their APR will not take a big hit. Uh, so I want to report that Dylan Ennis was uh, supposed to visit Dillanova in the next few days. So good luck to him. Good luck to all the young men and whatever they decide to do. Landis Harris was an inconsistent performer his two years at U of H. Kirk Van Slyke would really play out of position. Never found a true position for him in his time at, at uh, U of H. Landis Harris is probably looking at schools in, our, in the state of Arkansas where he's from, Division One schools there. So the, the coaching staff for U of H and Rice has some holes to fill. Signing day begins on Wednesday for the spring period, last uh, pretty much from April through May. So we'll see how things go. The Cougars need to get a, a point guard in the worst, worst way. That's probably going to come from the junior college ranks. They'll announce uh, high school big man, young, young youngster. He's, uh, I think he's only 16 years old. Valentine Izundu should sign. He committed in the fall but didn't sign. Word is that he's expected to sign with Cougars in the spring signing period. He will, he's, he's so raw. He's just, he's light years away from being a consistent, productive performer in college. But he does have some shot blocking skills. But he's just got to get stronger and put on weight and learn the game and et cetera, et cetera. So don't look for him to have a major impact soon. But point guard is a big, big need for the Cougars to address. So they must do that. The Owls, we'll see what they do. I've been in the college 
seeing the folks on the Rockets and the women's on the floor, but on the fellas' side, so I'm not sure really what's going on with the Rice Isles men's team. I've heard a few things, but I've heard things weren't happy in the locker room. That's one of the reasons why the young men asked for their transfers and got them. So we'll see how things go. Also, one of the Owls assistant coaches took a job. Another another staff. This job was uh, Coach Roberts, Martin Roberts, left to go to North Carolina Greensboro to join their staff. So there is some, I won't call it turmoil, but there is some transition going on with the Owls and Coach Braun's program. So we'll see how everything plays out for the upcoming 2012-2013 season. Now, I want to, it's my, oh, what should I call it? My, not quite begging, but my request to have all my listeners tell their friends about the KG Podcast. You can listen to them on iTunes, listen to them on YouTube, let your friends know about this via KG Podcast. Uh, may have a few colleagues join me in future podcasts based on their schedules so you can hear another voice, hear some more input. We can have dialogue back and forth and so I can learn something and you can learn something. something. But, excuse me, so things will change in, in uh, the near future. That may not happen until May or some or June, but hopefully that is one of the things I'm hoping to work on is adding new voices. It may be a rotating schedule with different people joining the podcast, but that's something I hope to get accomplished in the next few weeks and months. Um, but there are things in the works, so, so tell your friends about the podcast. Thank you very much for listening to all the podcasts. Thank you for telling your friends about them. Kudos to Rashid Suleiman from Drake Jesuit for winning the Gabby Lewis Player of the Year Award, the inaugural award. His dad seems to be a great young man, great man. Rashid is a great young man, great player. He's going off to Duke. Uh, we're going to get his name engraved on the medallion. His dad dropped it off for us to engrave. And we'll get that taken care of because Rashid's been busy going around the country in the uh, postseason um, All-American tournaments. We haven't had a chance to meet with him. We mean the Greater Houston Basketball Committee to uh, take pictures with Rasheed and with Rasheed and the, the Gabby Lewis Award. But we'll get all of that done. All those things we posted on the Gabby Lewis Award.org website as well as the Gabby Lewis Award fan page. And we'll do. We'll work to improve next year with the uh, social media interaction and the website interaction and do bigger and better things for the second annual Agave Lewis Award Banquet. And we learn from, from this past one, the first one, and make it better for the second one. That's how we do, we're going to improve and, and get better as things go along. But it went well the first time. The second time will be better. we got some talented young men coming back from the Houston area for high school. And the things will just continue to get better locally and on a basketball standpoint, with the transfers at U of H and Rice, perhaps both programs are trying to uh, get in the quote-unquote basketball business. You know, the Cougars have been in your house, and Chicken Nose coming in, and yes, that's what the, how he prefers to be called, Chicken Nose, not his legal name, Dan Rad, but Chicken Nose. Chicken Nose played well in, in the uh, a high school all-America High School Star event, the Derby class, the bucket. Chicken was in the bucket. The bucket was in chicken. Everybody was tweeting about that, making fun of, you know, on a nickname. He had 15 and 8 points in that event. So uh, the Cougs have talent coming in. 
But as a Cougar alum, let me get on my soapbox for a moment here. As a Cougar alum, Coach Dickey and his staff will be entering their third season in 2012-2013. It's time to win ball games. I was critical of Tom Penders and his his style of play, his recruiting philosophy, which seemed to ignore the Houston area kids. But Coach Penders won a conference with a tournament. He didn't have great record in conference, but he won a conference with a tournament. Coach Dickey, his crew needed to get it done. They didn't win ball games this year. 20 wins, probably at least 20 wins. He needed to do well on the road and see USA. Probably need to win 10 games to come to USA conference play. They need to get it done. And then they got to get ready for the Big East. I'm still going to give them two years, and I've seen some alums saying Coach Dickey must go if he doesn't get done this third year. I won't go that far because I would be surprised if Mac Rose and U of H would choose to go into a new conference, especially something as powerful as the Big East, with a brand-new head coach. So, But if Coach Dickey stuck his toe two more years, then he's gone. Todd Buchanan, pressure on you to win ball games too. Three seasons, your last three seasons, 32 wins. For one of those seasons, you had 26. The other two, you had three each. You got talent coming in, need to produce. This is, if U of H wants to be in big time athletics, they need to produce. It's not, it's not being a hater. It's not being anti-U of H. But if they want to be a big time athletic program, they need to get results. That's the bottom line. I'm going to ask you to cheat. I'm going to ask you to break the rules. I'm going to ask you to win ball games on a consistent basis and be a consistent top 25, top 40 basketball program year in, year out. There's too much talent on the men's and women's side for that not to happen. So let's work on it and make it happen. Clearly, the fan support, alumni support needs to be better. It's been that case for years. We all need to work hand in hand and get it done. Slum, let me step off my soapbox, calm down, and wish everyone a happy Easter. Everyone who's anyone who's enjoying or celebrating the Passover holiday. So peace and blessings to all my listeners. I don't want to exclude anyone, those who don't observe the holidays. Thank you for listening. Peace and blessings to everyone. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. And to wrap it up in conclusion... Be true. Be cool. And do more.